Hey everyone, I'm Jonathan Grzmowski, and this is a Blind Entrepreneurship Bonus Episode brought to you by Penji, a podcast that helps entrepreneurs and business professionals execute their vision to profitability. On this episode of Masterclass, we chat with two entrepreneurs and self-proclaimed introverts on how they network and succeed in business. Asim Sani and Krishna Fay both run companies dedicated to helping people like them achieve their goals. We talk about breaking the ice at networking events, creative ways to follow up, and building your confidence when presenting to large groups. As always, reach out at any time. If you like this content, uh, drop a like, send an email, rate a review, tweet me at GrzbowskiJ, which is G-R-Z-Y-B-O-W-S-K-I-J, or head over to tbeshow.com, like I said, and drop a comment. Catch you next Monday, everybody. But until then, go out there and execute your vision. Have a great rest of your day. Today's topic is one I'm really excited about. Uh, it's networking for introverts, how to break the ice. I'm Sakina, the director of partnerships here at Penji. Uh, and today I will also be the moderator of this panel. So uh, Krishna actually just joined us. We have Krishna Fay and Asim Sanai joining us today. Uh, they're both incredible uh, entrepreneurs and they will be speaking on, you know, some tips on how to network as an introvert, how to break the ice and reach your fullest potential. So at this time, I'll allow the panel to do a brief introduction of themselves and tell you who they are and what they do. So Asim, you want to start? Yeah, sure. Hi, everyone. I'm Asim. I'm the co-founder of Orai. And just a little bit about my company. So Orai is an AI-powered communication training application. Uh, we help enterprises train your employees to become better. And we work in tan- uh, with speech coaching uh, workshops as well as independently wherein we allow you to change behavior tangibly through a four-week course wherein your employees just have to practice for five minutes a day. And you can go check out the application on the App Store right now. It's there on Android and iOS. Can you you spell it for people or I? Yeah, it's O-R-A-I. So Oral Artificial Intelligence. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Asim. Uh, Krishna? Hi. Hello. So so I'm a business coach, um, founder of the Introvert Boss Co. So I work with um, introverted women, um, helping them to become more visible online and just to grow their impact online using um, Pinterest, which is a more sort of more of an aligned I guess, more comfortable method of putting yourself out there and growing your impact online. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you both for joining me. Um, so I want to start with when did you both first realize that you were an introvert and what made you want to create services for other people who are, who are just like you? Um, Krishna, you want to start? Sure. Um, probably mostly when I was in my nine to five, um, noticing that I was different from my other coworkers who, um, I guess, liked liked doing meetings, liked um, socializing with other people, mm-hmm. um, also getting progress reports from um, my manager telling me, um, you're lacking in like communicating, you don't engage with people um, like other people. Um, it's just, that's when I kind of felt like I was different from other people or that something was wrong. And that's when I um, turned to the, the website 16personalities.com. That's when I took the, the test and I 
like figured found out that I was an introvert like an INFJ Mm. and really learned more about how introverts are just we're just are we are energized more by being by ourselves and we're more comfortable with our solitude and, and it's not that we don't like to communicate it's just that we um like we like how do we say this we our, like engaging ourselves yeah yeah and like we like engaging with um one-on-one with people not necessarily like in a group or in a meeting mm-hmm. or so forth so it's just that kind of difference and that's when I and then when I dived into the entrepreneur world that's when I learned um that I wanted to help other introverts because I had the limiting belief that um you had to be an extrovert to be an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and I always had that doubt like can I be an entrepreneur as an introvert um, so that's when I wanted to start helping other um, introverted women. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that story. Asim, what about for you? What was your journey? Yeah. So for me, it was really about uh, learning when the wor- what the word introvert meant. I always had these tendencies, um, even through as a kid, I'd be more happy with a book in my hand and probably socializing uh, with people in school. And it'd be pretty, pretty much, I'd be very happy doing my own thing, making my own stuff, uh, maybe even like sitting in class doing work. Yeah, I played sports. I did like most usual social things, but I preferred to have core alone time. Mm-hmm. And so that's really when I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm an introvert. Uh, this is something, this is part of my personality. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there have been certain parts wherein it was challenging. So communication uh, is one of those things that kind of lag behind because, you know, you just don't get that much experience communicating and, and being flexible around those scenarios when you spend so much time with yourself. Mm-hmm. And of course, it tends to sometimes affect things negatively. And that's really where, for me, it's why I wanted to better my communication and found out that after trying a bunch of things like online courses, uh, books, Toastmasters, and even one-on-one speech Mm -hmm. coaching, I only found that one-on-one speech coaching was helpful, but wow, that's expensive. Mm -hmm. And so it was really not something everybody could get. It's not something I could afford uh, back home. It's not something that was accessible. And it was also just, matter of luck that's really why i started going into uh working with my team my co-founders danish and partosh and with orai mm-hmm. that's the gist of it so the main reason is because i wanted to be better and this really is a pain that i saw that resonated with a lot of people mm-hmm. absolutely uh what are some of the benefits that you both have seen from uh, that comes with being an introvert. Like you said, you get a lot of time to yourself. You get time to recharge. I feel like you get time to know yourself better than someone who's constantly around people, maybe. Um, what are some of the benefits you all have seen personally and professionally? Asim, you want to start? Yeah. Uh, for me, I guess, being social all the time uh, tends to not help me have time to reflect on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So being able to sit down, take a book, work on something by myself, maybe it's the middle of the night, uh, usually very conducive to thinking about things in depth and allows me to plan out stuff a lot more. But I wouldn't say that there is any, from, from the people who I know who are extroverted, I wouldn't say there's any difference. It's just a, this is a different way for me to do it. I'd say that I tend to reflect better in this environment, but certain people tend to reflect better in a conversational environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Krishna, what about for you? Have you seen any benefits from, from being an introvert? Um, just like Asim said, just that being able to, um, having that reflection time and that being able to like think before, um, to be able to think more, um, that just, I guess, the solitude as well, like being able to have my, my own time to be able to read um, more about something before acting on it. Um, but just like he said, I, like, I don't think there's like a major difference. It's more just like how we, how we do it, how, how we prefer to do it and how we do it. Definitely. Yeah. You, you spoke earlier uh, about some of the challenges you've had professionally um, with being, with not, you know, being able to communicate at the level that you wanted to, like you said, your managers have come to you about things. Um, How has being an introvert affected both of your relationships? Has it held you back uh, personally or has has it helped you, um, has it made you grow apart from friends or family when people take things personal when you're like, I don't really want to hang out. I want some time to myself. And I mean, I've noticed that for me that people sometimes take that personally. So have you all experienced that as well? Krishna, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Yes, um, a lot. Yeah. I guess, um, I guess starting with work, um, there would be times where I would like every, every week I would have to speak in a meeting. I hope I would have to present and that is very nerve wracking for me. Um, I don't like being in like talking to a group of people about something that I'm not passionate about. Um, so that was what I really had to work on. Um, he, my manager knows that I, I told him that I'm an introvert and um, he understood that obviously that's, I still had to present in the meetings, but I learned to do mindfulness techniques, mm. which really helped me. Um, then into personal life, um, after work, getting maybe like invites to go out after work. Um, that's something that I always decline because I don't like being an introvert. If you're all day at work, like mm. socializing, you don't have the energy to go yeah. somewhere after work and socialize right. even more. Um, so I would always decline, but like my friends, like my friends would understand that. Um, and just, I guess my, my friends understand that there's not really a, um, they don't hold it against you or, yeah. or take it personal. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, those are, those are really good friends. Cause sometimes, uh, I mean, mostly people at work, I assume would, they might look at you like a certain way because they might not understand if they don't know you, but um, your friends should definitely support you in that. Uh, what about for you, Asim? Did you, what about how has it affected your relationships? 
So I completely resonate with what Krishna is saying and uh, similar on a lot of points. But my family's pretty much used to it. Uh, they know I'm going to be in my room doing my thing <laughs> uh, most of the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I talk to them over dinner. That's, uh, that's great. You got like five words out of me some, some days. <laughs> some days just like that. They're like, he left his room finally. <laughs> and then he went right back. Yeah. And, it, and I mean, close family, extended family, they basically know that's my tendency. Friends sometimes were not so accepting and employers sometimes were not so accepting in that sense, specifically in regards to communication because where I come from back home in India, sometimes the way I communicate is seen as very brash, rude, uh, especially when it translates to English Hmm. and very blunt. So I have certain tendencies which I used to have whilst being introverted, which made me come off as very condescending, if not like holier than thou in many scenarios. So that really, um, just trying to say, I, I don't think of myself like that was a very hard process. And that's why I wanted to really dive into communication. So friendships have been rough sometimes, but my close friends do understand because I've been able to better convey myself in the recent years, past few years, about that. Uh, but more on the professional standpoint, that's really what kind of prompted this change. I came to the United States, and it's a whole different way of communicating. It's a whole different way of going about it as an introvert. Mm-hmm. That's that's really, really challenging. <laughs> yeah. And to adapt to that system, uh, let me, like tell you a little bit. I got, as a, as a sophomore at Drexel, we did this thing called co-op, mm-hmm. where we get to work for six months, which is great. I got a lot of interview offers uh, compared to the average person, and I had to go to all of them. I went to all of them. But really, nothing worked out for me there. Not a single one. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, well, I guess I cleared the technical portion of it. Nobody gave me that feedback, but from what I got, it just was that my interactions were just lacking. Mm. And that, that is so stressful. Mm. So I guess it is part of being an introvert because it's very closely related to my communication skills gap mm-hmm. and which I've been trying very hard to bridge. So it has helped me back at certain places. But I guess it's different for different introverts because some people don't have that communication issue. Yeah, definitely. And that's a really great point you make. Uh, You you talked about the barrier being different between um, communicating here in America and in uh, uh, different countries. So I actually want to follow up with you with that. Um, How have you been able to better uh, relate to people and communicate with people um, specifically in terms of networking? What are some tips you have for breaking the ice? Well, for me, it's a bit of a process, but also I like had a hard time understanding small talk for about a year or two. Yeah, same. <laughs> yes. Uh, I guess but it's not even I don't understand it. I just don't like it. Yeah. So, and it always comes off really awkward. It's like, can we just yeah. get to the point or, you know, but like you said, I can come off very brash or rude. So go ahead. Yeah. So for me, uh, let's take like, networking events, for example. I tend to have certain things which I know about 
in advance and how to do. And I have asked a bunch of mentors on how to figure this out. So I didn't know how to approach people at networking events because it's just a room of people talking to each other all the time and with their backs at you. There, I got a few tips. First of all, hi, my name is Afim. I do this. What do you do? Is the simplest thing, three, three sentences you can say hmm. to get started. The second thing was when somebody is in transition between a conversation, that's the best point to get them. And mm. those really are the ba- the very few small things which have drastically impacted the way I network, really. Apart from that, it's, it's rough sometimes, but it's just a matter of practicing, knowing what to say, figuring out that uh, small talk is just the beginning. And it's, it's that when you're running a business, it should be a and you're doing networking, obviously your business is on mind and you have to figure something out, but make it about the people, not your business. And it generally help, generally works out better because I used to go into a room like, oh my God, I have to talk to 10 people. Mm-hmm. And so- but I also have to do this for my business. Mm-hmm. Instead, I, when I started taking an interest with them as people, it worked out better for me and for my business. And I met some really cool people. Yeah. Absolutely. Krishna, what about for you? Do you have any tips for how to break the ice when networking? Yes. So um, I like to have like at least three questions in my mind. Like I know that I would ask Mm -hmm. um, people. Um, Another one would be, I don't know, if I'm talking to a girl, I would, I would, I find like compliments, like start Mm -hmm. conversations as well. That's another one. Um, if there's food, I go straight to the food table. I I was going to say that, yeah. Yes, like that strikes up conversation as well. Um, Another thing is just like remembering that you don't, like I know like Asim said, like you have to have like, like he, his thought was to have like 10, um, you have to speak to 10 people. Um, Something just to like not have that pressure on you is to like, not look at it as I have to speak to like 10 plus people, but if I at least have one meaningful conversation Mm. and not just have like, I need to have speak to 10 people, it takes off that pressure off you. And yeah, and you never know like that one conversation, it could lead to another conversation Mm -hmm. um, and so forth. So just taking that pressure off of you. And I find like, I I highly believe in like doing the uncomfortable and going out there and networking but if that is something that like as much as you force it and like do your best and it's not something for you like I I go I I would suggest like social media like networking through social mm-hmm. media because you're not you know face to face with someone you are behind a screen mm-hmm. and I find that it's it's just as like effective as like going yeah and yeah I actually wanted to get into that because networking comes in in different forms, not just networking in person at events. Um, One of the things that I do when reaching out to someone online is to make sure that I do a little bit of research about them and have some something customized in my message or my email about them so that they know I'm not just sending the same thing to everyone. Um, Are there any things that you all do on social media or online when reaching out to people that will help you stand out? Awesome. You want to start? 
Yeah, so professionally, LinkedIn's phenomenal because I think the internet has really provided a great platform for introverts to not be in an anxious environment. I can be in my hoodie, I can be talking to, uh, but I can still be talking to hundreds of people around my business, around uh, general topics. So personally, I just try and formulate a message which I know works, maybe run it by, by somebody who knows it and kind of just go out there. So right now I've transitioned from a semi-technical role to a sales role because startups, you know, you just kind of need that. And I, I thought it'd be nerve wracking. I thought it'd be like pulling up the phone every single day and like just cold calling people, which would, and the rejection rate is massive, which would completely destroy me. But I was able to say leverage email, LinkedIn, and other platforms to get ease into that process, mm-hmm. uh, ease into it. And so it helps. Obviously, uh, what you said about customizing it based on what people say uh, people are doing in their life always helps. Yeah. And it's, it's just easier to do that, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. No particular thing I do, I just try to be as genuine as possible because there's a lot of lot of people trying to you know get your attention so the best way to get somebody's attention is just ask so right now i just ask hey got a founder here seeking product feedback can you help Mm, me ask for what you want yeah definitely i love that krishna what about for you what are some things you do online or on social media to stand out um yes so my my target audience is mainly on Instagram or Facebook. So um, what I do is just start um, conversations in the DMs. So if someone were to <laughs> follow me, just like start start off with a meaningful conversation. Like, hey, um, what I want to learn more about your business. What do you do? Um, then I would explain what I do. And then we would just have like start off with a conversation and then um, lead into more about like, business stuff um same with on facebook i i join facebook groups that are similar to my niche and um if someone were to like comment about oh i need help with um branding or i need help with so and so just like commenting on that and helping them i think when you show that you like can help them that will also be to like oh what do you do like what is your business and like so forth absolutely um, so you're, you're both entrepreneurs and, and have been for quite some time. Um, what are some of the early mistakes that you've made in business and how did you kind of recover from those or learn from those? Awesome. You want to start? Mm, well, in regards to this, I guess the early mistake was, was really just not, not networking mm-hmm. <laughs> because I, um, especially for, especially for my business, it's, I have to be out there. It's a B2B kind kind of thing. Right. It's a product wherein people have to know about it. I have to be the face of the face to an extent. Of- well, can't can't you can't you get hire someone for for that for communications or for PR or uh, early days? I you do you don't have that option. It's like you and a couple of friends trying to do this thing. <laughs> not, not like yeah. you're not even incorporated. What do you do? Yeah. And so I was very grateful that my co-founder is has more ambiverted tendencies. So I was able to be like, okay, you go to do the networking and I'll focus on the on the product. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't hurt. It 
really doesn't hurt to be out there and just maybe if you talk talk to like one person going with your co-founder going with a friend it it's not like it's going to like break your business but it does it definitely helps you accelerate the conversation mm-hmm. it makes you move things so sometimes it's okay in a purely product product risk environment say video gaming uh, industry but you know yeah. talking to an executive at EA wouldn't hurt your business <laughs> right uh, krishna for you have you missed out on any opportunities from maybe a lack of communication or not wanting to speak to someone that that you had the chance to have you missed out on any professional opportunities and you kind of just kick yourself like i could have had this or i could have talked to this person and i missed out yes um when i was in my 9 to 5 um and i didn't like my job at that time and i was very miserable i kept kind of beating myself up and thinking oh my god if i wasn't an introvert maybe i would have had this better position or maybe i would have had this job or maybe i would have been an entrepreneur by now like those were the kind of um things that i would be thinking about um but yeah yeah uh for you krishna how often do you do things outside of your comfort zone i know you speak a lot about that um on your website and in your business and how has that made you a better person um how often i don't know how often but maybe more than before i used to just stay where i was like if i was miserable i would just stay there and i would just hide and not do anything about it but now if something if i want to do something and it's really scary i would just i would just do it because i know i'm not going to grow if i don't do it um what was the second question sorry um how has it made you a better person by doing things outside of your comfort zone it has definitely made me more more confident um and trust and trusting myself more than before and just um it is a, it it has allowed me to just do more things and just thinking about them and wondering like what if i did that um yeah how would it be yeah. different yeah, yeah for sure uh for you awesome uh how do you build confidence when it comes to presenting and public speaking what tips can you give people who may get anxious before presenting to a group like krishna said or or um you know be nervous or whatever so first thing that helps me most is knowing what i'm going to say so right before this webinar i i actually emailed you hey <laughs> what are you for you going to be talking about yeah, today yeah, yeah. take, take five to practice mm-hmm. or just obviously knowing what's coming or just having some gist of it is like a crutch which i can use to uh, be prepared obviously practice makes perfect and that's really what i'm aiming at that's really what my company's aiming aiming at like at just making sure that you're conversationally adept not having to worry about things just having a few ideas about what to do but for uh, more tangible tips i would say that know who you're talking to mm-hmm. uh and especially when you're presenting just try to get a feel of like okay am i going to be you're talking to a bunch of executives what do they care about what do they think about they're human after all they seem to like do they have a linkedin page look them up if they're in a professional environment Mm-hmm. uh just do a little bit of research so you you kind of get to know them the next best thing is that i 
I go up there and I say, hey, I'm, I'm sweating. I'm sweating here. Public speaking is hard. Yeah. I get you. And that's, that's one of those things I say every time. Just getting the audience on the same page as you, lowering this, this pressure. And the third thing is I ask them questions. Um, asking them questions helps me, helps them. Uh, when somebody responds, that makes me less anxious as if they're not just having their eyes straight on me, like expecting me to perform, you know, Shakespeare or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so those are, those are a few things I practice every single time. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, there's my app. So that helps me know whether I'm going to be saying um 10 times or not. So, and so, so for the app, does it, how does, how does it actually work? Is it like they guide you through your speech and they tell you when you're using filler words and things like that? So there's, uh, there are various capabilities we have. So some, so the biggest thing I use in say conversations like this is the real time pacing capability. So it tells me when I'm going really, really fast or really, really slow, as well as when I set a filler word, okay, pay attention there, pause instead. So sometimes uh, it's helpful, sometimes it's not, depends on who you are. For me, I find it very helpful to do that. Uh, In the app itself, you have bite-sized lessons, so it takes five minutes to do a a lesson every single day, and there you're taught specific skills. So Pacing has a lesson on how do I make sure that in my environment, I'm better at my pacing. Similarly, what I said about filler words, it'll it'll walk you through a lesson where it teach you okay when you are going to say uh, um just pause <laughs> and for me like i'm some very verbose often so just pause between sentences look at the timer say wait for 30 seconds mm. every 30 seconds that's how much people can digest so there's some 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 things which are there in the application which help something that I've learned uh, from my co-founder, just giving me feedback. The best thing is like have a friend give you frank feedback. Initially it hurts and it's like, no, I don't want to listen to this, but it'll make you better. It definitely makes me better. Yeah. And, and Krishna, for you, you mentioned earlier when you used to have to present to groups, you would practice mindfulness. Can you explain that a little bit? And what, what are some of the techniques that go along with that so that people who are listening, if they want to do that when they have to present or, or do a speech, um, they can use those same techniques? Yes. So for mindfulness, one that I use the most is being engaged with the present. So that's just focusing on the present task that you're supposed to be doing and not focusing on your future thoughts, your past thoughts, whatever thoughts you are having, like, oh, I'm like worrying about your outfit, I'm worrying about what they will think of me and like just focusing on that one action, like step that you're supposed to be doing. For example, I'm supposed to be having a conversation with someone. So those kinds of things. Um, Another one is um, your emotion. I keep saying, I'm sorry. (laughs) emotions focusing on it it's normal that your emotions are going to come up like before you're going to present and mm-hmm. you're going to feel worried you're going to feel nervous like letting them like sit in your emotions and letting them come but also not focusing on them just letting them also releasing them and that's the same thing with negative thoughts mm-hmm. um letting letting yourself think them but also 
transforming those negative thoughts, switching them to a more positive thought and just changing, transforming your belief, um, your belief instead of the negative belief. Mm. Are those some of the things that you coach the, the entrepreneurs and the women that you work with on how to, you know, get rid of self-doubt and negative thoughts and how to talk themselves out of fear and, and negativity? Yes, we focus on mindset works, really changing your limiting beliefs, um, because I know that's something that came up a lot for me personally when I um, would have to go out of my comfort zone um, and just transforming all of those negative stories or those stories that you learned growing up maybe you were constantly told that you were a shy person so that's something that you believe that you are so then that's what you start to do Mm -hmm. Um, so just changing your story rewriting it to be a different story um, and really um, using confidence techniques so I talk about that a lot and just um, sorry like writing who you are, like, who is the confident version of you and how, how can you embody that person and show up as that person? That's, that's another thing that I help with. So it's mostly mindset work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've noticed that that's where it starts. Um, and you can definitely talk yourself into fear and negativity a lot sooner than you talk yourself into all the great things and all the uh, incredible things that you are and that you're doing. Like for me, um, I, I didn't get any sleep. I didn't get much sleep last night and I woke up and I was tired and I didn't really feel like, you know, coming to work or whatever. And then once I got here, I pumped myself up by telling myself it's going to be a great day. I'm going to talk to some great people. I have a lot of work to do, but it's still going to be a great day. So I noticed that once you start to say those thoughts and you get them in your mind, um, it can definitely have a, a impact on, you know, your entire day and just your mindset. So I love that you, you know, you do that work and you preach that for sure. I, I, I should try that more in a more structured way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it helps us. If you think about it, we're our worst critics and we're the hardest on ourselves. Um, way more than someone else will be so if we're constantly telling ourselves that we can't and that we're not then we never will be so I think that's important for sure how do you both measure impact in your work awesome you want to start that's a tough one (laughs) Um, that one always gets people when I ask that question (laughs) personally I look at it as am I am I making making the company fulfill its goal. So we operate on an objectives and key results kind of system wherein, you know, everybody, we have this thing we want to accomplish in the course of like a quarter or a year. Are my actions, whatever I'm doing today, linked to that? So that's my, that's my impact metric for the company and personally and professionally, other than that on a more human level, am I making the people around me, at least when I'm managing or helping manage people, the best versions of themselves? Am I enabling uh, through my presence? Am I being conducive to people being comfortable in the best version of themselves professionally? So managing a team is something that uh, I literally was so nervous about uh, because I'm like, this is a whole other person who I'm supposed to be giving directions to, mm-hmm. even though I might not be 100% sure because it's a startup environment. Mm-hmm. And 
just making sure that they know that uncertainty is all right and i know that uncertainty is all right and it's not actually a like as long as we're trying to fulfill an objective bringing value to the customers there's impact there yeah Definitely. Uh, for you mentioned your team and being responsible for people. Um, you know, one of the things I noticed working for a startup is that I would rather have a, a leader or a manager, a supervisor that's transparent and will tell me like, hey, I don't know this. I don't know the answer to this. I can find the answer than someone who pretends that they know it all. So I love the fact that you say you're, you're transparent about those things. And, you know, nobody, it, nobody knows everything. Um, and I think as you as you grow and as you learn, um, you'll start to figure out that that's one of the things that will actually attract people to you is how transparent you are. Definitely. I hope so. Definitely. Krishna, uh, what about for you? How do you measure impact in your work? I measure it by, for me, it's because I'm like in the coaching world, um, I, not everyone is going to be a potential cl a client or even a potential client. I will get DMs from people just asking questions about like how how can I put myself out there more? How can I grow my views or so forth? Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times it's going to be me just giving free information, me just helping them the best I can. And as much as long as I have helped someone or as long as I've served my ideal audience, um, and as long as I'm showing up consistently and putting my message out there and serving my audience, I think that's that's my how I measure my impact. Definitely, for sure. And uh, just to wrap up here, can you both leave us with one? Oh, actually, what are some creative ways that you follow up with people that you meet at events or that you network with? Awesome, you wanna start? Uh, if I... I realize that I need a card, uh, especially because my, sometimes my name is hard to pronounce. And so if I, ha if I get their card and I have their card, you're not, you're not going to do anything with that card. Most people forget about cards. Connect with yeah. them on LinkedIn. Shoot them a message. It was great to meet you uh, at this place. And other than that, unless you got, you were having a conversation, which is something immediate to follow up, just keep them in your network. I don't... Uh, I don't actively do anything above and beyond most most days, but just making sure that they are people who I can look up at any point of time helps for what I'm doing. So I don't think I have a specific follow-up method, just being- Being genuine. Being genuine. Yeah. Definitely. Krishna, what about for you? Are there any things you do to follow up that will help you stand out from all the people that we meet at these events? Just, I just, I just contact, like, it, I would get their, I don't know, social media um, platform or whatever it is, and just make sure to contact them after and say, like, oh, hey, it was nice meeting you, um, so-and-so, and maybe say something that we talked about in the conversation and mm -hmm. bring that up. Um, other than that, I don't, I don't really have a creative way, but that's all I, that's all I do. Got you. Got you. So can you both leave us with one takeaway for the people who are watching and listening, kind of sum up everything, networking for introverts, how to break the ice. Krishna, you want to start? One takeaway. Sure. Uh, you have the power within you to 
be um, to network and you don't have to be an extrovert. You can be just as you are an introvert and still be able to network with people. Yeah, that was another question I was going to ask is like, do you believe it's possible to be successful without being good at networking? Krisha? Oh, sorry. Um, Without networking. Without like being a good quote-unquote good networker or somebody that enjoys networking is it possible to to really succeed in business I, that's a good question it's <laughs> <laughs> um, something i just think about i think you can um what what's i guess how would we define a good networker um i think as long as you can start like if, as long as you can have meaningful conversations with people, um, even just connecting. You don't have to be at a networking event. You don't have to be on a networking page or whatever it is. Um, as long as you can connect with someone else um, right. or have a conversation with someone else, I think that's you can still be successful. Yeah, definitely. Thank you, Krishna, for for joining us and for sharing your expertise. Awesome. Uh, you want to give us one takeaway? I'd say that. Uh... Success is dependent on what you define success as. And I, and if you define it in a way that you want to achieve it, you can. As an introvert, uh, business is business. Many introverts have done business before other people can do it. You sh- sure can. And learn from them. Uh, wouldn't say I'm like prime example, but that's, <laughs> that's what I do. I just look up people who people who are so it's definitely possible 100 percent possible to be successful in business as an introvert and i'm still on the journey here and seems like it's going awesome awesome well best of luck on your journey uh so i want to thank everyone who is watching and listening this webinar also my two guests for joining me so can you both tell people where they can find you and your businesses so that they can learn more awesome yeah so Best way to reach Orai is at our website, which is Orai, O-R-A-I dot com. And otherwise, my LinkedIn um, is Asim Sani. I'm there on LinkedIn. Just very happy to connect with anybody who would like to connect. Awesome. Thank you. And Krishna, where can people find you and, and find your business, The Introvert Boss? They can find me on my website, uh, com or Instagram, that's where I mostly hang out. So it's at the Introvert Boss Co. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you both again. This webinar is brought to you by Penji. We provide on-demand graphic design to businesses, startups, marketing teams, agencies, and more. So you can check us out at penji.co for more information about that. Also, the webinar will be available on our website. It'll be turned into a a podcast, and it'll also be on our Facebook page as well so that people can watch it later. So another thank you to my guest and to everyone else watching and listening. Have a safe and productive day.